0: Romney Town Church. Welcome to church this morning. I hope you're all well and I hope you're sitting down or whatever you're doing and enjoying this service. Do you know what? This is the sixth of these broadcast messages that we've actually done and uh, it's not just me who's involved in this. As you can see from the programmes, there's lots of people doing recording and all playing their part. It's a great team that's involved and I want to thank that team for all that they're doing and for all those people that probably have one or two takes on the camera and getting used to it. But I also want to be particularly thankful to Dan Thompson who's been taking all of those bits and editing them together so that we get our final uh, programme which we're broadcasting to you. Thank you Dan. I know you're watching so thank you to you for what you've been doing. We really appreciate it and we thank you for what you've helped us with in this time. Now, my chief concern today, and really during this time, is to know, how are you? How are you getting on? I know that's a question we've asked before, but it's a question that can be answered on a number of different levels. How are you? Could be just saying, how are you physically? And that's a question that we are asking. How are you? Are you ill? Have you suffered from the virus? Have you been suffering from something else? Are you physically well or unwell? And obviously, we hope that you are well, but that's how that question can be answered. Or again, we can be asking, how are you? And it can be taken from the anger of, well, how are you doing? Or what are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay, thank you. I've been busying myself around the garden. I've been doing some painting indoors. I've been doing some creative things around the house. I've been playing with the children. I've been doing home education. You know, it's had its moments, but yeah, we're fine. And that gives us an answer, but it doesn't really answer, how are you? How are you spiritually? How are you getting on? How is your life really getting on? You're coping from day to day. You may be well enough from day to day, but how are you spiritually? And so the question, I guess, that I'm really asking is this. How are you spiritually? How are you getting on in these days? I know we can look after ourselves with food and drink and things like that, and so we can be made relatively well in ourselves. But I'm asking, how are we doing spiritually? We need to remember that we were created by him and for him. God has a purpose for us being here. He has a plan for our lives. And really we are here therefore to be following his plan and his purpose. And when we do that, then we're getting the best thing that we can out of our lives while we're here on earth. Last week I asked the question, are these the last days? Now that was asked not in a sense to unnerve anybody, but rather to be honest about the times that we're living in. The truth is that as Christians, we should not be surprised at this. We shouldn't be afraid of asking the question because the Bible itself poses the question on many different occasions and in different books and it talks and warns us about the day of the Lord and the fact that Jesus is coming again. So no Christian should really be surprised about that. But you know what, it's like any situation. When we feel it's actually coming closer or we feel there's a bit more reality about it, then it starts to stir our hearts. Now a bit of a poor example in one sense but is that of a holiday do you remember when you could book a holiday or take a holiday? Well you can't at the moment because we're all in lockdown, I know that. But usually you book a holiday and you book a holiday if you're fortunate enough to, a number of months in advance. So we're preparing to go on holiday, we made our plans, we make the booking and it's a number of months in advance. So at that time you've booked your holiday, you know you're going on holiday, but life carries on because it's ages away yet so you tend to forget about it and you're carrying on as normal. But as that holiday time approaches, you get a little bit more excited. Until you come to the week before the holiday, then it's like, yes, holiday next week, I am not doing the same things I am this week, and you start to tell everybody, hey, I'm going on holiday next week, and inside, even if you're not telling everybody, inside you're really happy. In fact, for those of you, when a work colleague or something's in this situation, you always know about it. They're saying, oh yeah, I'm on holiday next week, and you're not going on holiday, and they are, and they let you know, and they're always full of joy, and they're happy, because they know the expectation of what they had hoped for is now coming to pass. And you know what? Just as you go on holiday, you get ready for holiday. You pack your bags, you make sure you're ready, you get all the things you need. You're sorted out, you're organised, because you know the event is coming. What we're saying is we know the event of Jesus is coming. And we are preparing ourselves for that. But look at what Jesus said to his disciples, John 14 verses 1 to 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled, is what he says. You believe in God, believe also in me. In me, sorry. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. He is coming back to take us to be with him. That is what it's all about. And as Christians, we should be full of joy as far as that is coming as far as that coming again is concerned. But you know, because we're in the midst of this shaking. Because we're in the midst of this worldwide shaking because it's not just our nation as we know. Everything is being shaken. It obviously causes us to reevaluate things and it means that we are asking the question Is Jesus coming back tomorrow? No, he's not necessarily coming back tomorrow because we don't know when he's coming back. All we know is that we want to underline to ourselves, it's time for us to make sure we're ready. Ready? Well, what does ready look like? What what does ready look like? Ready really means that we have a relationship with God. It doesn't mean that we've got to make sure we've got a clean pair of socks on or something like that. It means that our relationship with God is in a growing and developing place. That is getting ready. As I say, when you're going on holiday, to say somebody, are you ready? It really means, have you packed your bags? Are you ready to go off and get, get onto your holiday? You're sorted out, you're organized. We need to be in a state of getting ourselves organized. And as Jesus is coming back, we want to encourage each other. The Bible says in Hebrews that daily, we should be encouraging each other especially as you see that day drawing nearer. And as Christians, as brothers and sisters, we need to be encouraging each other in this, in our walk, just so we can stir ourselves spiritually and so we can encourage ourselves. You know, sometimes we don't like to ask people the question, how are you getting on spiritually? It depends upon how well we know them, because suddenly this is quite an intimate question. It opens us up. And often if you ask somebody that question, they say, oh yeah, I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. Because none of us likes to lose face. We're in a situation where we don't want to be well, actually, it's not going so well for me, but if I say that, they're going to think less of me. And so we don't tend to get to grips with this question. But I'm asking you this morning, how are you getting on spiritually? As a pastor involved with this church, I'm concerned about the spiritual life of the church. That's, if you like, part of my role. And as a leadership team, we together are concerned about the spiritual life of the church. We're not just interested in whether people are sorting out their gardens or painting their houses or painting pictures and doing things with the children. We want them to be blessed in those things, but we want them also to be growing in God. And that's not just for us to look good as a church. That's because the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be rising up. You know, the nation of Israel, they were set apart. They were a nation they were established by God as a nation, but to be a nation that lived under his rules, under his laws and his commands, to be an example to the other nations. And just like Israel was that example, so the church today, so we today, need to be living in God's laws, under his commands, in his ways, so that we can be a living example of the people of God in this nation and in our communities. This is why the Bible teaches us, in Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, That man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's not just food that we need, and I know we've spoken about this before, we need spiritual food. For us to live as that nation, for us to live as the church displaying the glory of God to others, then we need to be connecting with Him. Otherwise, we're trying to live godly lives in a worldly way, and that's not going to work. The only way we can display God is by bringing God into our lives, His nourishment into us, so that we can display that to others. So man doesn't live on bread only. He lives on the Word of God, and we as Christians want to live on that Word. So spiritually, for us to improve and to us to grow, we need to be taking hold of that Word and getting it into our lives. We know that God has asked us to go and make disciples, disciples of every nation, and we need God's Word in our lives to help us to do that. We're often wanting in our lives, uh, or rather we're dealing in our lives with this issue of, well, I don't really want to do that. And that, that idea of us surrendering, that idea of us saying, like, okay, it's not about what my flesh, what my body is wanting. I need to do what God's truth is telling me to do. That is something that we're definitely wrestling with. There's a proverb, which we know, which says this, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And there's a real sense in which we've got, even in the church here, that that's a problem for us. We can tell people what, is the, what the Bible is saying, what the Bible is teaching, what's the right thing to do. But you can take somebody to water, but you can't make them drink. That is up to them. And I want to encourage every one of you. Let's stop. Let's take time while we've got time. And let's ask ourselves this question. How am I doing spiritually? How can I open my life up? How can I ask my brothers and sisters to come in and help me? Look, let me remind you what Paul taught the church. He said this in 2 Corinthians 5 verses 14 and 15. For Christ's love compels us, he says, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And then John wrote in his first letter, 1 John 2, verses 4 and 6, Whoever says, I know him, that is, I know God, I know him, but does not do what he commands, he is a liar, John says. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Now, I know these scriptures are challenging, but if we are going to be ready, if we're going to be spiritually advancing, then we need to hear the challenge of what the Bible is saying to us. Jesus came to bring us from death into life from darkness into light. But it wasn't just so that we could then go off and do our own thing. It wasn't just that he came to give us a ticket to heaven. Here we are, here's your ticket right now, you can go and do what you want. No, no, no. He came to make us his people, to make us his church. Just as I said that Israel was his nation, so now we are his church, and God is asking his people in his church to live his way. Because what God wants is to bring his kingdom. And his kingdom is where his values, his laws, his commands are kept. Therefore, the church is to be a true representation of the kingdom of God. Therefore, the church is a spiritual people who are connected to their God and they are working for their God in their land, in their communities, bringing his light, his life, to display to those all around them. You know, that's why John, in his letter, goes on to write this a bit further down. John, uh, 1 John 2, verse 11. But whoever hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. In other words, John's saying, look, if you're going to be living as a Christian, you're going to be living according to God's ways. There's no point in you going around saying, oh, I hate my brother, and not dealing with it, not doing something about it, because that isn't what God is asking us to do. There is the challenge here. Are we going to live our lives our way? Or are we going to live life God's way? And that is the calling that has come upon every Christian. He created us for his purposes. Therefore, we need to surrender to his purpose. How are we getting on with this? Now, to be honest, let me look at myself. I would describe my own life as a life in progress. I would say I'm not all that I used to be and that's good things. There's good things that have changed, there's some changes that have come in, there's things that have been adjusted in my life. I'm not the same as I used to be but nevertheless I still need to be changed and I'm being changed as the days go on. And that process will continue until actually the day when I pass from this earth and I'm taken to glory when everything will be made complete. So there is a life of change and transformation. So it's not as though I'm living in a perfect life. I make mistakes. I know this is hard for you to believe. I make mistakes. In fact, if you lived in my home, you would be aware of how many mistakes I make. Of course I face frustrations. Difficulties, challenges, problems, just as we all do. We're all facing those things. Not one of us is perfect. It's not about perfection. Jesus is the one who is perfect, and he came to bring his life to us so that with him living in us, we can start to be made perfect. He is changing us from one degree of glory into another, day by day. That is the adjustment. Every day that I pray, yes, I pray every day, but it's not every day that I feel like, wow, God is in this place. Signs, wonders and miracles are happening. He's speaking to me. It's not every day that those things are happening. I desire for those things to happen every day, but they're not happening every day. I know there are days when it feels like I don't want to pray, that it's hard to pray. It feels like the heavens are as brass. Those are the experiences that I have. But I also know that God is for me, not against me. And that my, my work, if you like, in this life, My encouragement in this life is to seek him and to walk in his ways because he is my shepherd and he is the one who knows how to lead me and knows what I want. And you know, for me to do that, just like for every one of us, I need encouragement in that because there are days when it's hard and I need the encouragement of God, I need the encouragement of friends. I need people to talk to me honestly and to help me to get through the things that are challenging me. I need people who pray for me and who will lift me up just as you need those prayers and you need that encouragement to you. Remember this, the first and greatest commandment in the Bible is this, that we love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our minds. That's the first and greatest commandment and that's the commandment that we want to seek to be doing. So let me ask you the question again, how are you getting on spiritually? Let me encourage you. In these days, start reading the Bible. Oh, I've read it once, I've done this, I've read it, put it down. I, I used to do those things. but I used to isn't what we want. We need to be reading the Bible. Man does not live on bread only, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Therefore, we need to be going back to the Word of God so that we are being nourished from him. Now, please, don't complicate this. All I'm asking is you pick up a Bible that is in an easy-to-read English version. To be honest, some of the old-fashioned versions are, though they can be good translations, The language they use is difficult. We want to have a Bible that we can read, something like the the new NIV, something like the uh, ESV, or even the the New Living Translation. One of those translations can be very helpful. Just read it. Don't suddenly say, all right, I'm going to read the Gospels. Let me Google Gospels. Let me find out about Matthew. Let me find out about his background. Stop. Just pick up the Bible and read Let the Holy Spirit come to you. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let the Holy Spirit open up the Bible to your understanding. Let God speak to you where you are. Don't try to tell God things about the Bible. Let God tell you things about himself. And as you read, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Give God the time and space. Really, that's all God's looking for. We give lots of other things time and space. We make sure we eat. We make sure we've got time for the TV programs. We make sure we've got time for Facebook. We make sure we've got time for work. But we need to make sure we've got time for God. So that's the most important thing. Give God time and space. And as you read the Bible, as you read the stories there, then and you can start at Genesis or you can start in the New Testament at Matthew or something like that. Just keep reading, but read it all. Read the whole thing. Let God speak to you. As you read, you will see a God who does acts of kindness. He shows compassion. He shows mercy. He forgives sins. He changes and transforms situations. You will see time and time again the stories of what God did. And then I can encourage you with this. God hasn't changed. He remains the same today as he has always been. The God you are reading about, he is the same God today. And the things that he has done for people in those days, he can do for you today. And he can bring that word as living into your life. So as you go through the scripture, see the things that it tells us about God and be encouraged. So read your Bible. But as you're reading and you see those things that encourage you about God, bring them to God in praise and worship. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of creation. I thank you that you are the God of deliverance. I thank you that you are the God who protects his people. I thank you that you are the God who loves his people. I thank you that you are the unchanging one. We can lift up praise and thanksgiving. We can honour and bless his name. It is so important for us to do that. We don't realise how important, because as we lift up God's name, so we are asking his presence, so we're saying, God, please come to us. We exalt you. As he is lifted up, so he brings brings his presence to bear upon our lives. So lift up his name. Give him the worship that he is due. As we worship him, we draw his presence. And his presence brings the reality of who he is. It brings change into us. It brings the knowledge of God to us. It helps to change us inside ourselves into the image of God. So we need to lift up his name. And as you're lifting up his name, as you're declaring these things about him, then go into prayer. We pray, Father, that you would help us. Lord, I see that this is uh, wrong in my life. I see I have a need for this. I see that I don't have desire for you. I need more desire. Father, come and change my life. Come and affect me. Come and help me. We need these things in our lives. I want to encourage you in these things. Go back to basic Bible reading. Just reading the Bible. Go back to looking in the Bible at who God is and thanking him for it. Lord, I praise and bless you for what I have seen here, for the miracles that you do. And pray to him, Lord, I see a need of you in my life. I need help with these things. This will help us to grow. And I want to encourage you because we want to know how are you getting on. We want to encourage you to be growing spiritually. Now, these are suggestions that you can do and they're things you can do in your own home. But let me just say, there's many things that we're seeking to do as a church to help you in this. We need you. I can take you to water, but I can't make you drink. I want to encourage you, having been taken to the water, why don't you start to drink? Just say, okay, I'm going to make change. I'm now going to make space in my life to have this time before God. I'm going to give him that time. And make the space in your home. Be bold about it. Say, look, I just need some time by myself. And I'm going to go off and do this. You are then opening yourself up and letting God come in and begin to affect you and change you. Look, if you need help, there's specific things you want help with. If there's encouragement that you want to, uh, to receive. And we want to give you that. So don't forget, any requests you've got, send them through to prayer at Bromley Town Church because we want to help you with that. We want to help you connect in with our prayer times because that may be of an encouragement to you. We want to help you to connect in with the Bible reading times that we have having so that, again, we can encourage you in these things. The one thing I want to do is to encourage you and to draw you in to the presence of God so that your spiritual lives may grow. May you have a good time this week. May you be encouraged this week. We're praying for you. May God bless you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.